0: Sorry. <laughs> French is laughing. Start again. All right. What does that mean? It's natural. Oh God. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop. All right. Happy New Year to all. French, calm yourself, please. Happy New Year to all. We're back again. It's season two. it's Fully booked. Myself, Mace.
1: Myself, French. And myself, Fox.
0: Um, we really, really hope you enjoyed season one. It was attached. It was about attachment styles and relationships amazing feedback the, the, the guys in the studio here we loved reading the book thoroughly taking some tips on their own personal lives I know a lot of people that I know outside of the, the podcast environment they really took it on board as well so much so that if I had to tell a couple people look I'm not I'm not I'm not Buddy Love or Professor Clump or what's that other one that my man started in um, with Will Smith what's that one there Hitch, Hitch what's yeah. his name yeah, 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 I'm yeah. none of them I just <laughs> got the same for like you from the book and that's how much power the book had so because it's a new year, we said, what can we read next? We had some, we kind of, we had some ideas, we had some visions, we had some people kind of message us on the, on the private ones and say, what about this? And we thought, well, new year, what do people normally want to get into? It's normally a year of change, they want to do this, healthy eating, gym. So we thought, okay, let's read a book that kind of incorporates those, that type of feeling, that type of ethos, that them type of ideas. So we kind of narrowed it down to a couple of books and then we decided to go for a book called How Not to Die. Which is authored by Michael I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Michael Gregere. Um and I think Gene Stone is also co-author. Yeah, is that right, sure, guys? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we've been we've just been reading, plowing through you might have seen on our Instagrams we put up kinda of quotes from the book as we've been reading through, um, which has kind of um, um highlighted some things I didn't know, some amazing facts that, that I didn't know about certain foods and certain things which cause certain diseases. And today we're really gonna go a bit more in depth into that, and in the first half, I think we've read the, about first half of the book. Yeah, it's the chapter
2: one, it's, it's basically, it's the book's in two chapters, mm-hmm. and we've done chapter one. We've done
0: part one, okay. So with all that being said, um, French pox, I'll hand over the, the mantle to you guys. Yeah, well, let's just go straight, dive into the
2: introduction. The first part being preventing, arresting, and reversing our leading killers. Now, from the page one, it says, from a study of more than 42,000 consecutive autopsies, centen- centena- centenarians, sorry, those who live past 100, were found to have succumbed to diseases in 100% of the cases examined. So, which made me want to pose the question of, so what is dying
0: of natural causes? Oh, so they, so, sorry, in that study, they said they said that in this book, the people that live to 100 they all die from something this book's so I'm going to mention in the chapters. Is that what you're saying? Well, it says 100% of cases, they die
2: from a disease, so... Okay, I've got I it. don't think this book covers every single no, disease. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've got you. in regards to a natural disease, 100% of the cases, anyone that's lived past 100, yeah. just died from it. So when people say that di- when, you know, uh,
1: he died of natural causes, what is a natural cause then them? Mm-hmm. Me, yeah. me, um, you? Oh... I'll, I'll, I'll dive in straight away kind of thing um, I, I thought it was a great question obviously we kind of like ran over one or two bits and pieces before um, diving of di- sorry, diving. Um, dying of natural causes again obviously that can be construed as many things obviously one of them you mentioned before um, some of the facts are most people who die over the age of um, 100 more often than not have or diseases obviously those diseases, those diseases. Mm. I would have thought dying of natural causes would have been a case of um, I don't say like anything really, but obviously as you get older your heart rate obviously slows down and stuff like that. Mm. And I can only assume certainly my thought on dying of natural causes prior to your question yeah. actually <laughs> would have been a case of your heart rate obviously slowing down to the point where unfortunately obviously you pass away. But mm. I mean obviously based on reading the book, um a lot of people who tend to pass away more often than not have had those diseases, whether they would have known it or not, they have had those diseases, whether they were the pastel diseases, I'm not too sure, but they certainly had them. Yeah.
0: Would you want to live to 100? Is that the second part of your question? Yeah, I was gonna ask that after. But, oh, apologies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you
1: already asked. <laughs> <Just> sneak preview.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I was gonna ask. Would you want to live past 100? But um, do you Mace... want me to
1: ask that, Answer that now, is you want to?
2: Yeah, I mean, Mace has put it out there, so let's just, just run with it.
1: um yeah, I. Some people will say no, and I think the reason why people will say no is because. Um, they don't want to get to the age where unfortunately they're unable to actually do things as such. But me personally, I want to live as long as possible. Yeah. Um, like everybody, obviously, there's things that you want to go out and achieve and stuff like that. And I think I want to be given the most the most, and the maximum amount of time possible to A, achieve those things, but at the same time to enjoy life. And I'm sure by eating plant based foods, <laughs> that can
0: happen. <laughs> I like the plug. <laughs> What about you, mate? All right, so you mentioned two. Well, you mentioned one, and I brought one up. Um, Living to 100. So I, there's a couple of things. I think life should be cherished yeah. first and foremost, and make the most. Live your life. I was listening to one of them tunes. I was listening to, one them, I was listening to a tune the other day, and it said something like, um, uh, "You only get one life." Well, it depends, obviously, what your beliefs are, but yeah, yeah, you only get one life in this kind of world, and you got to make the most of it in it. And mm. I believe in that. Um, would I like to live to 100? It, I think it depends on some factors. It depends. Am I living to one hundred in absolute agony and pain every day? Do
2: you get? Right, yeah, that's so the thing. Well, that's that depends. I mean, if we eat a plant-based food diet, you can leave past one hundred and plug, <laughs> and you
0: can you can have an active life. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, seems to be soon. Yeah, not soon, but yeah, yeah, one, one day. But, yep. um, yeah. On. So yeah, so um the thing, say uh, I'm living to 100 and I've got no friends or family around me, it's quite lonely right? You just you assume make your friends. Friends. You just assume so. Make you would assume friends. so. Possibly. It depends. Um, I'd say yes, because life is, life is to be cherished and life ain't to be taken lightly and life is to be kind of like, you should be blessed. You yeah, should feel blessed to be alive. Yeah. So yes, overall, but it depends on the circus that I go with it. I don't want to be living to 100 in pain every single day. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with um, uh, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> what is the actual first question? Um, yeah.
2: co- Sorry. So, what is dying of natural?
0: Ah, oh, dying of natural causes. All right. <clears throat> to me, the only thing that springs to mind when someone says "dying of natural causes" is when someone dies in their sleep but then what is it you've died from? Is it that your heart just given up? Mm. And it's like, is it that a natural cause or a natural occurrence of when we get old, our heart will slow down and then eventually, eventually will die. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I, do, I, do, I don't, I actually can't answer what is dying of natural causes. Because I think, and I think the reason they give it that title is because they can't answer it. Like your, your people, your medical professionals who yeah. are like, mm, um, natural causes. Because <laughs> they can't actually put their finger yeah. on how someone dies. It's like, oh, they've got to 105. You're expected to die at that age. Yeah. The good thing about this book, hopefully, is that we'll go into a little bit of that as yeah. well. So who's those,
1: who's those people?
0: Your know, people that do your, when someone dies, who's the people then that um, have to say, have to determine how someone died? The people that do the obsopsy of and that. Yeah. Yeah. What they call
1: them? I'm not too sure.
0: Yeah,
1: them kind of people there. Them okay. <laughs> <laughs> man, them. man, them
2: man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, I mean, I was going to say the same thing in regards to what I consider dying of a natural cause. I would have just assumed it was when you die in your sleep, but then you may have heart failure, which can be attributed to heart disease. So we don't know is the answer to that, really. Mm. What is dying of a natural cause? If anyone does know, please let us know because
1: see like um, it's interesting because I didn't necessarily want to bring this up in here, but obviously I know someone who's recently passed away yeah. and actually had a heart attack and some of the things that came out was this individual in particular was very very fit very very fit and you wouldn't expect it of this person you wouldn't expect it at all person in trim and in fantastic shape and the person had a heart attack but obviously based on some of the stuff obviously we've read over the past dare I say week or so um, with the book you have no idea what what the person was, um, what type of illnesses. I'm not saying the person was ill, but what type of illnesses that person had that weren't actually diagnosed. Mm. Um, But like, kind of like touching on the question before, uh, my thoughts were, uh, certainly on my way here, I was thinking, I sat down to myself, and I thought about this for a while, is my... um, I haven't been as physically active, obviously, as I would have liked to over the past twelve <coughs> months, dare I say, and my weight—I'm not a fat so, but my weight has kind of really? fluctuated. <laughs> you yeah, really, my weight has fluctuated, and I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, and we'll kind of go into that in just a moment. Yeah, but my like intention you can see is what we're eating, right now. It's that's a, that's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Um, but I'm very, very keen on actually improving my health in terms of eating. The reason why I say so is because I know. As I um, kind of like go through into my thirties and obviously into my forties as such, mm. my activeness may decrease, which is not actually what I want. But sometimes these are just facts of life. And obviously, I want to keep myself in nice, trim shape. And, I'll, and obviously, being coming from a sports background, mm. I want to remain healthy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I want to look good. Actually, that's really, really important to me. Vain. Yeah. And I, and I want. I mean, I'm not. Like I want to look good. So. Sort of pulls the ground room, yeah. right? Why not? No. So um, this new, dare I say, adoptive adopted lifestyle is something yeah. that I've taken a little bit of intrigue into. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. That's a good way that we've kicked off the podcast because just from the book itself, um, How Not to Die, and I'm sorry guys, I haven't got the page number, I know it's from the introduction. There's a little segment which says, most deaths are preventable and they're related to what we actually eat. So our diet is the number one cause of premature death and number one cause of disability. So surely you think diet must also be the number one thing taught in medical schools?
2: schools. Yeah, um, picking up from that point, I did find another part in the same introduction where it goes on to say, one study found that people off the street sometimes know more about basic nutrition than their doctors, concluding physicians should be more knowledgeable about nutrition than their patients. But these results suggest this is not necessarily true, which made me feel... um, because I've I won't answer the question first but I'll put it out Mm. but do you
0: do you trust your own doctor's advice I don't I am one of these people and I had this conversation I was speaking to um, a friend actually the other day and my friend said to me because I said I've had a chesty cough and like a sore throat in the last four or five days and they said why don't you go to the doctors Mm. and I said you know I'm one of these people literally unless I'm dying I'm not going to them places and the reason being because they're it's, it's going to sound harsh, but they all, it's like they always want to find something wrong with you. Mm. Like, and, prescri- and prescribe, they wanna you prescribe, you with prescribe you something. They want to prescribe you something. And I say, unless I'm dying, I really do believe in natural... Like, I, I'm one of these people, I really think... In my oh, head, I'm like, but how would people have, been, have survived from this 200 previous, years ago? Yeah. Oh, cool. I start a thinking, that's how I start thinking. I'm yeah. like, look, I've been here before, I will naturally recover. Yeah. My body probably needs some rest. My body needs certain nutrients and yeah. vitamins, certain yeah. foods. And it, even if I didn't get that, it would just delay my recovery by two, three, four days. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I said, No, I'm not going to the doctor because you know I'm going to go in there. I'll go to one group of sick people anyway. Mm. And then like, your doctor's telling you, Yeah, this is wrong with you. You need to take this. And it's just, and you have to hang around. I don't like them kind of. I don't like hospitals. I don't like doctor surgery. Unless I'm dying, I'm not going. And whether it's to trust me with my doctor, it's not necessarily trust me. I just feel like they're in a, they're in a profession where they're paid. They're in a profession where they can prescribe you drugs, which you have to pay for, which keeps almost keeps the medical, in my opinion, keeps the medical industry going. Of course it goes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's kind of in their... In their favour? Best interest, I don't know, because I want to think... Truly it's believe. in their favour, not in their best yeah. interest, yeah, if I'm if in like,
1: Not that anyone's scared. I think like the medical industry is one big Ponzi scheme. Mm. It's one big joke. I mean, obviously, again, I know I may have mentioned this on previous... Um, episodes but like I'm not really I don't want to say this I'm not really trusting of some of the um, how would I even say Um, they're not schemes Um, some of the industries obviously that we have in this country so whether it's the health industry whether it's the educational industry and stuff like that so some of the stuff that I've read in this book do not surprise me in any way shape or form kind of thing I mean I don't know if I cut you up but I know you mentioned one or two bits and pieces in regards to going to the doctors Mm. Uh, myself I mean I've always, dare I say, maybe believed in going to the doctors and stuff like that because I think if there's something that can be treated, I'd rather know of the problem um, beforehand than rather than in a situation, obviously, where it's too late. Where a lot of these people are found out after the fact, if that, that makes any sense. And obviously, I know there's one or two bits and bobs that will kind of like raise, obviously, a little bit further. And i think thinking there was something else you mentioned in um, what do people do before going to the doctors? Mm. I think we were living in a time before. Um, and some people still live in a time where people were a lot more herbal, mm. and I know obviously our life expectancy has increased. Mm. But before then, people were herbal, which is some of the stuff, oddly enough, that we're coming to today. If that makes any sense, yeah, it's Full sense. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah, the yeah. So range. like, it's yeah, it's really, it's it's, it's, it's kind of really weird. Before, I'm really weird. I mean, I don't want to um, jump in straight away because I know we've got um, yeah, we got, got a lot to get yeah, into. a lot to get through. Do
0: you know what? That's where me and you are different because I, if I'm still functioning, I prefer. I'm, say today, yeah, if I'm feeling fine, alright, tell me if I'm wrong, but you seem like the type of person you'll have a regular checkup. Let me make sure everything's functioning I'm, right. I, Even if you're feeling alright, I'm going to have a regular checkup. Just a checkup. Yeah. Yes or not? Yes. I'm the type of person, everything's functioning fine, I have no reason to go. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I, like I, that as well. I, I don't want you to tell me something's not right with me when I feel okay. <laughs> yeah. You're going to dampen my year, yeah, yeah, dampen yeah. my week, my I'm day, glad. my month.
2: But then check- they are, again, it's going to go into it, there's a couple parts of the book. Where it is suggestible to have certain things checked, yeah. I'll yeah, mention I know. it because we'll go into of it anyway. But um, I'm very much in the same boat in terms of I don't prefer. I don't really like going to the doctor if I don't have to.
1: So, like in regards, oddly enough, um, because I've had braces, obviously as a kid, I know how to go to the. I actually know how to go to the dentist. No. Does you that make not sense? Braces
0: in your twenties? Don't lie, brother.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> you know I'm saying it's like I, 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 no, no, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. Like, I just tried to throw that under yeah, the bus. No, there, that man. don't even bother me. But I'm saying like, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make sense. I know how to go to the dentist yeah. and I know the processes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But whereas going with the doctors, um, how do I know about getting my? pro I don't know. I actually, well, I not I saying know we're going to get to it. I actually don't know. All yeah. right. So, but I've been to the doctor a few times. and They told me X, Y, Z, so on and so forth. Yeah. And there's been times when there's one time a doctor rang me and um, <laughs> no, rang me or <laughs> no, no, no. I forget it was doctor rang me no I was going travelling yeah and then they put up your records and they're like oh, yeah. oh you need to take this today and I was like nah <laughs> okay. we're not and I was like nah we ain't doing this today but I knew I had to take it but I yeah. was vexed because yeah. I don't like no injections oh, okay. yeah. and it was a serious one I said nah we ain't doing this today because i got to go for a run and if I go for a run my arm's gonna hurt and you're just messing up my whole day mm-hmm. alright but obviously I took the injection etc etc in the end um, because um I say she was trusting. I believe yeah, I was entrusting in her, yeah. and obviously I took the injection. Um, but I know people who will say they are not taking injections or all that type of stuff. Yeah. And I, my question—well, I've got a couple of questions. Mm. Um, I don't know if I want to pose them now. I well, will pose them now. We we'll probably answer them. Related to
0: the whole doctor thing. If you trust your doctor,
1: um, kind of. So I don't know if we want to talk about it now. We'll talk about it. like just pose the question a little bit and then like come to it a little bit later mm-hmm. in regards to like. When did the whole we need to take vaccinations and all this stuff come in? That's
2: the whole next topic. Bro. Yeah, that's a whole different... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. No, but it's kind of in here, but I mean, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I don't know when all this... I don't know. Because I know a guy... I don't know... Who, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> when on. I was travelling, all right? Yeah. Um, obviously, in South America, like, you've got to take these vac- vaccinations, you've got to take these tablets. Yeah. I was like, I'm not taking <laughs> nothing. <laughs> This Guy was from New Zealand, so it do not even surprise yeah, me. He was yeah. one of them, like, um, Andean, like, um, I don't want to say Aborigines, so I don't want to come back and say it wrong, but he's like,
2: that is Australia,
1: um, but yeah, but he's like, I don't take no injections, I don't yeah. do this, I don't do that. I'm thinking, How are you here? Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, how are you here? Or how, how does this work? Yeah, because yeah. I'm assuming, like, you must have something in your body that, um, rejects this and that. And thought, yeah, you are. Sounds a bit like um, ignorant, <laughs> but maybe rejects it or Dare I say, some of these antioxidants and so on and so forth that yeah. we're going to come to. But anyway, let's leave it like that because we'll come to some of stuff mm. a little bit later. Uh um, back
2: in 1903, this is on page two, by the way. Okay, so we still part of the introduction. Yeah, this all is right, all okay. this introduction. I'll let us. I'll let you know when we're hitting cool. the chapter one part. Yeah. Thomas Edison. Edi- Thomas Edison predicted that the doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will instruct his patient in the care of the human frame in diet and in the cause of prevention of diseases. Well, we're not quite there yet, but we're on the way, I think. We are, because we're, there's a
0: wealth of knowledge out there now. Exactly, exactly. That we can ac- easily access ourselves.
2: But um, moving on from that, global spending for prescription drugs is surpassing 0.5 trillion annually, with the US accounting for about a third of this on the market. Why do you think we spend so much on pills? Why do
1: we spend so much yeah, on pills? Like as uh, human population, and because we're a quick, we're a quick, um, a quicks, we're a quick fix um, world or nation. Yeah, you know, what I mean, people were expecting um, Harry Houdini to just, whoom, just fix things like just like that. And yeah. I just think um, we've come from a time where, um, I just think it's really, really interesting. Where I think once upon a time, um, it was really expensive to have and buy meats and eat meats mm. where it gone full circle where the veggies were cheap and now all of a sudden the veggies are mad expensive. Yeah. That's because now of people now have the knowledge that veg- eating veggies and stuff like that um, can obviously assist you in terms of your health and so on and so forth. Apologies. Um, What was your question? Because I'm, I'm... Why do we spend so, so much on pills? And that, and people don't... Yeah. You know, again, obviously people... again okay, Quick fix, but at the same time people don't necessarily like veggies and stuff like that. Mm. And also... Um, the in, i don't want to say the industry—but um, those with the knowledge are not necessarily imparting their knowledge in regards to um, why veget vegetables are really, really important and stuff like that. And I just it don't really sit well with me if I'm honest. But yeah, yeah that's my, my my thoughts on it.
0: Cool. I took I took your question to mean like when when you say pills, I'm in my head I'm thinking of emphysema and colds and stuff. Yeah, All and of I, that. Uh, yeah. And what I'm thinking is, um, a we pre- we actually. As ha, have no choice in that if you do go to the doctor and you do as P said you do want a quick fix, mm. um they're going to prescribe you to go to your local pharmacy. Well or you don't this. have to. You don't have to, but if your doctor who's qualified no, medically qualif- who's medically qualified yeah. inverted well, yeah, 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 yeah 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 tells you go and spend twelve pounds and you'll be fine ready for work Friday morning, yeah. you're like yeah let me go and do it yeah of course then it's like so you've got that and then you've also got um with the right it's a slightly off topic but i also i'm one of these people that i think a lot of diseases are not a lot of diseases but i think some diseases are purposely put out there as well yeah Yeah, two man-made diseases yeah, yeah To um because it's as you said, it's a 0.5 trillion dollar industry. There's money to be made. Of course, a lot of pe- a lot of companies would go out of business yeah. if we weren't buying these pills. Yeah. So I also think that's the reason as well um, that you find a lot of people get ill from certain uh, the people get ill from certain illnesses, and these vaccinations and so on are needed much more. And natural kind of herbal remedies are not promoted as much. Yeah, that's my opinion
1: sorry can I just touch on that there was something I I I don't know why either I didn't take the note or I just can't find it within my notes there was something on the subject of beetroots and I think what the what the author went on to say was is that well you can't put a patent if that's that you can't put a patent on beetroot yeah of course I mean beetroot you can get for 50p to a pound you can grow it you can (laughs) you You can can get seeds you can grow on your own whereas obviously these drugs I mean, I don't even want to go into. I think it's a ten billion dollar industry. I think per year. I think. I think I might have read or. No I might more than
2: that is saying that we spend zero point five trillion annually. Sorry, then there's just, just. Do you know what I mean? That's. There
1: you go. So beat you root, I can grow in my garden, whereas obviously you can monetize. Yeah. Um, some of these mad names they put on these drugs to make <laughs> them sound intelligent, and they do <laughs> abracadabra. Of that prison number. I know. There you go. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Um, The pandemic of chronic disease has been ascribed in part of the near-to-universal shift towards a diet dominated by animal-sourced and processed foods. In other words, more meat and dairy, eggs, oil, fizzy drinks, sugar and refined grains. Now, thinking from that, what influences cause us to have a diet dominated by animal-sourced and processed foods?
1: That's a number of
0: things, man. There's a number of things,
2: man. I think, for me, it, it boils down to... To money when it comes to processed foods, because processed foods is just—it's almost like it's not real. It's—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's, it's to make a profit. Yeah, there's a number of there's money, there's there's com- advertising commercials. But where did we start? Um, I think perfect. like domesticating animals to eat. At what point do we go from eating the land, like everything that we yeah. need is from the land? So that like nuts, seeds, mm-hmm. flowers, mm-hmm. and all greens yeah. that we would. Eat. When did it start turning to a point where we're going to start
1: eating all these animals? Do you know what I mean? At what point did that change? I don't know if I've touched on this before. Um I just feel obviously we've come from an age where I'll say the working class were predominantly eating veggies and all that type of stuff and those from a, a more higher class background also having the meats, etc, etc. And I just believe the knowledge at some point was gained as to these are kind of bad for you, or yeah. are a detriment to your health, and yeah, these are bad for you and a de- detriment to your health. And then obviously, those are, those of the working class, you aspire to have obviously what those obviously those of a better pedigree are kind of eating. So, and because obviously sometimes we we lack the knowledge, we've gone and we've had those foods, and it's it's very very difficult to get, um, to come out of that um and um, that process. Yeah. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, you know. yeah, I like, mm-hmm.
0: get that. Everything—it's a, a quick fix. Like, just if you go out on the high street where we are now, yeah, we're on the studio. Mm. If you go out on the high street right now, yeah, you telling me at this time that like, it's not even late, but at this time, any time, like, you gonna go out on that high street and find somewhere that's just selling like um a, a veggie or vegan nice warm dinner or something? Oh, oh, are you gonna awesome. find that on this high street where we are right now? No, obviously. you're not. No, you're gonna find these chicken takeaways these burger joints are you going to find out on that history
1: 110 yes or no yeah definitely
0: that's what i'm saying it's what's in your face what's readily available and, and price as well
2: yeah but it's for a reason i'm sure we could quite easily change those chicken joints to late night vegan joints or vegetarian do you know what i mean it can be done it's yeah. just but i think
1: I, th- I think that's the psychology, the, psych- the psychology of a human being, really. Actually. That's me a very, very difficult turnaround. I think the turnaround is actually the beginning if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I don't it, think it's definitely begun. It it's an an a, I think it's very difficult because I mean, I, I've like, I was reading um, like on the subject of meats and stuff like that. Um, I forget what what top what um, subject or I forget where it was in the book, but they were talking about salt. So once the introduction of salt was um, brought in, yeah. then people understood that you could preserve this, 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 yes, this, this, meat. this. Yeah, yeah. You could preserve meat. So we've gone from like having a low sodium diet to like stuffing yes, salt sure. is in everything, yeah, in absolutely sure. everything. Yeah. So like what norm we were discussing normal actually normal. I don't know what the normal. I forget what we're talking about in terms of normal, yeah, but yeah. what normal once upon a time yeah. is ridiculous now. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's 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 very difficult, you know. But do you
0: know you you know you're right. It has begun in terms of the the change around. Even I'm gonna plug a restaurant here, and they better like this. <laughs> I, uh, so a friend of mine, I went for lunch with a friend of mine. She said, um, "Oh, um, let's go to this place. Yeah, it's called Mildred's. Okay, in King's Cross. Yeah, I said, what's on the menu?'" She goes, "Quickly check, yeah." So I checked us on the menu and that. Uh, I like you ain't gonna fill me up for lunch. Like I'm looking at the menu, and mm. my, my friend, I can't. She's either vegetarian or vegan. I think she's yeah. vegan, or she healthy eats. One well, of yeah, she yeah. doesn't eat meat and all that. So I said, "Alright, cool, we'll check it out." Um, I think it was her birthday that week. I said, "Alright, cool, you ch- you choose whatever." Mm. So i am looking at the menu now. I've seen all these things. I'm like, "Boy, tofu salad and yeah, and and um roasted roasted corn cake." And I'm like, "What is this?" And then I seen beetroot burger. Yeah. And she's like, "Get the beetroot." I said, "Beetroot burger, you might." let get the Beachy Burger. Yeah. Boys, no word of a lie, it's the best burger I've ever tasted yeah. in my life. Yeah, I swear down. Mm. Hands down, it was that good. Okay, It was that good. Yeah, that's a big statement. That good. And when I went, I said, okay, we're on to something now. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah, Does that so, make sense? Yeah, yeah, proper.
1: Sorry, can I just add? I mean, mm. I'm not that... Ve- I'm, I'm sure... Well, not I'm sure. I know. Vegan food and vegetarian food has always been very nice. But I think we've been... Um, with some we, we, we've of the been additives, like we tra- we've,
0: been, we've, been, we've been we've been trained that you're supposed to have a meat or a yeah, poultry or a, or a fish
1: or do you know what I'm saying. Hundred like percent, but with like the salts and the sugars that's been introduced, like anything, I don't want to say bland, but I was gonna say a banana, but like call it beetroot for example, because yeah. I used to, I didn't like beetroot before, and there's one or the veg- other veggies that yeah. I've never really liked that I've grown to like as such, yeah. um, but. Because of salts being added and should have been added to our diet, by having those things, those things taste bland. So we don't really have an interest in them. It. It's like actually eating us eating corn. Some people eat corn with butter, this, yeah. that, and um, I the I used to, I've stopped that now. I can eat corn without butter now. But so it's funny though, because like once upon a time You talking about like corn or corn? Like corn. C or Q U? No, corn. Yeah, but like why did we ever need to add butter or this and that and the third? Yeah. Because we thought it was bland or we could add taste to it. Yeah. I mean, speaking on like
2: going on to dishes and stuff, people who once ate vegetarian diets diets, but then started to eat meat at least once a week experienced a hundred and forty six percent increase in odds of heart disease, a hundred and fifty two percent increase in sh- in strokes, a hundred and sixty six percent increase in diabetes and a two hundred and thirty one increase in odds for weight gain. During 12 years after the transition from vegetarian to omnivore, meat eating was associated with a three and a half year decrease in life expectancy. Love cute. Mud. Mm. But um, this, is, this is a note from the actual author. Mm-hmm. <coughs> in this book, I don't advocate for a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet. I advocate for an evidence-based diet. And the best available balance of science suggests that the more whole plant foods we eat, the better. Both to reap the nutritional benefits and to... To displace less healthy, less helpful options. Okay. Is but categorizing our diets beneficial or detrimental to our lifestyle? Would
0: you mean ca- categorize? So
2: like saying, oh, this is a, I don't know, healthy. This is the healthy option. This is not the healthy option. Mm-hmm. Instead of, is it be better just to kind of have no option? Not to say no option, but no. not put it into different boxes.
0: Depends. I think as the author said, if he can, he doesn't advocate for, he doesn't put names or throw names like say, this is healthy. What he says is this is, ev- this is what I've done. I've done my research. Evidence suggests this. Yeah. So it's up to you what you want to do. Because I'm with you, like I'm, I've eaten, I don't eat a lot of meat anymore, but I do still eat the odd Yeah. Meat. I, yeah. I, I, I like my seafood, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Definitely. But at the same time, I definitely have introduced a lot more veg and as evidence puts, I'm, I'm happy to go to, it. if yeah. someone wants to catch up, yeah, yeah, we check out a vegan restaurant, yeah. No problem. problem. Yeah. So I don't think it's about, I don't think it's about um, a categorize that. I think it's more, right, just as long as you know, the food you're eating will do this to you over a number of years or a period of time. And if you're happy with that, if you're happy with the consequence of that, not happy, but if you're willing to accept those consequences Mm. or when, when you start having heart problems or breathing problems you've only got yourself to blame because mm. I'm giving you the evidence in this book mm. where what you choose to do, the research, what you choose to do is that is up to you. But I've gone out and done a ton of research. I put in a book for, I don't know, eight, nine, ten pound for mm. you to digest. Take it on board, do with, what, with it like, what you, what yeah, you wish. Yeah, That's yeah. how I see it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, So where I think just from reading the first chapter, I'm a lot more aware of certain things that I wasn't obviously aware of before. So um, as you said, like... I don't eat as much meat as I used to at mm-hmm. all at all. Since October, I've changed. Basically, for October, I did the
0: no meat for the whole month, and since then, I've not really gone back. How was it? How did you find it? Would you say it was easy? Did you even do you even notice? Um, no. What were you substituting your meat with? Veg. Just more veg. veg just yeah. veg,
2: like chickpeas and beans and stuff yeah. like that. So that's it was, and it was quite a filling. So okay. it wasn't like I was hungry after a meal. It was just because I'm used to having the meat, initially it was a bit like, okay, this is strange, but because I'd taken myself out and said, all right, I'm gonna take this month out to generally not eat meat, yeah. I did find it easy. So nowadays, I don't have a problem with having a plate full of food and no, no meat on it. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: moving on slightly. Sorry, do you, I, I, okay. So just very, very quickly, I just think like um, people need choice. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's the reason why we kind of categorize things. But at the same time, I do agree with what Mason said. Obviously, what you said, really. I think I'd rather. I don't know whether I'd rather, but I think I'm comfortable with things being like not messy, but like there's no real choice. But I think just as people, people need people like, I'm here, I'm here, and I'm here kind of and thing. That's the thing. And where are you? Where that's do you thing. fit in? I don't.
2: I, I'm mm. not. And it it was funny because I had a discussion with um, a mate of mine at the meet about. The different diets that we have and he was mentioning about going going with the whole flexitarian thing but and i, I hadn't that. heard about flexitarian I like thing that. then <laughs> we've read it then i, I read really it like when reading through the chapter yeah. they've actually yeah. mentioned flexitarian I and like, i was like right. that sounds just, just like, like yeah. me yeah. Do you know what i mean i, I, I could like, do I that like, do like that, I mean? the name yeah. yeah so i think that's definitely for me right now that's where i stand i'll probably yeah. say i'm more of a flexitarian than anything Okay. But um, yeah, I think that's a really. How did they define flexitarian?
1: That's another silly Amazing. name. Gone. No, I like
0: the name. Don't tell you it's silly. Silly name. <laughs> it's not silly, boy. everyone's yeah. a flexitarian.
1: It's, it's it
0: was, like when it's like when um said I'm consciously uncoupling. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Someone tell me something. No, <laughs> but, is, but, with the flexitarian, they're saying like that you have your like you huh? can have you have you have might have meat
2: once or twice a week, whether that's meat or fish, you might have that once yeah. or twice a week and the rest of your diet mainly consists of eating vegetarians. Um, so yeah, that's that's more or less the space I'm in at the moment. Mm. But just before we get into the first chapter, part mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. Um, just to let everyone know how this book is, is how it's done. This gotcha. book is divided into two parts, the why and the how. So what we're going to do for these first couple of episodes is the why. For example, we'll see in part one, why beans and greens are among the healthiest foods on the earth. Then in part two we'll take a look at how best to eat them. So this yeah. this part that we're doing now is Excellent. gonna be the hows. No, the why, sorry. Excellent. Let me just plug us.
0: So for those that have just joined in, you've just got to your mates and they're listening to us. I don't know, you've 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 clicked on a link on SoundCloud or on the iTunes and for some reason you started here, you're listening to fully booked podcasts. That's full underscore e underscore booked on the Instagram. We're on the SoundCloud, we're on the Twitter, we're on the Facebook. Run the um the uh, what do you call it iTunes, iTunes That podcast yeah. yeah um check us out subscribe we're reading the book How Not to Die so we're on season two we're reading the book How Not to Die by Michael Grigore and Jean Stone read with us or listen to the podcast and follow us and it's um season two part one recovering.
2: yeah cool um I mean this this whole book is it's not a typical book in terms of you can just read it it's very factual there's a lot of facts so instead of no constant, yeah, yeah instead of constantly asking questions I will be throwing out quite a few uh, facts or results from studies and a couple did you know kind of things okay yeah, if like it, if at any point you want to chime in then just let me know because I will be just going listing through them mm-hmm. um, for ones that people that want to kind of Go directly if you've got someone in your family that's suffering from heart disease or lung disease. You may just want to read those those sections because mm-hmm. to read the book from back to back is quite quite intense. So getting into chapter one, how not to die from heart disease. <coughs> On page nineteen, it mentions if terrorists imagine if terrorists created a bio agent that spread mercilessly, claimed the lives of nearly four hundred thousand Americans per year. That is the equivalent of one person every eighty three seconds, every hour and around the clock year after year. Does anyone as I just mentioned, does anyone know anyone that's been affected by heart disease
0: at all?
1: Um no, I don't think so, no. It's no, no. It doesn't
0: really in my family don't I'm quite we're quite fortunate it doesn't really run in my family. Yeah, no, that's good. Disease. That's good, not same I don't really
1: know anyone that comes to mind. It's quite funny though actually, because like obviously I know in the chapter of heart disease it kind of like um touches on, dare I say, maybe typical diets of, dare I say, those from China and then those of Africa, and then it compares it to those, obviously, of the Western world and the U.S., and I think the comparison was that those in China and Africa generally had a low rate of heart disease in comparison to those, obviously, of a Westernized diet, obviously, in the U.S., so obviously, dare I say, yeah, US or even wh- wherever it's <coughs> of the UK as well. So it doesn't particularly surprise me that you haven't had any cases of <clears throat> heart disease, obviously, in your family. I haven't asked you, but no, I haven't, that, haven't, yeah. You know, yeah. see, that's the case with yourself well, being <coughs> and me the, too as well. That heritage that
2: we're from. Yeah, that really
1: yeah, yeah, that? yeah,
2: yeah, 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 because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going <coughs> to touch on that next thing in regards to the different diets in different parts of the world and the fact that heart disease is I think it's the top of the list of the major killers in the world. Like most people die from heart disease. Um on page one twenty one uh, it mentioned the doctors compared autopsies from Ugandans to autopsies of Americans who had died at the same age. And the researchers found that found out that six hundred and thirty two people autopsied in St Louis, Missouri there had been 136 heart attacks, but in 632 um, age Ugandan, a single heart attack. Not one, or just one. Just one yeah. single heart attack out of the 632. So with that being said, as a country that's so heavily influenced by American culture, do you think we, as in the UK, should wait or are we waiting before we change our day to day eating habits? Do we wait, did you say? I say, do we or are, should we wait, or do we wait? I think. Or people, are we waiting? Or are I
1: think we... people wait until they find out news, which kind of brings up the. It's almost like going back to the topic, obviously, what Mason was talking about in terms of the doctor and stuff like that. I mean, where this kind of resonated with me when I read the book is, as I mentioned before, because I've had braces in the past. I'm very aware that you need to go to the dentist every three months, et cetera, et cetera, um, or six months, depending, obviously, what your doc- your your dentist recommends. So when the example of teeth and plaque buildup and stuff like that came in and how that it kind of... Um, I think they drew a comparison, obviously, with your veins and your arteries in terms of the food that you eat and the cholesterol. It builds up in those in your veins and your arteries and then potentially just provides almost like a blockage with blood and stuff like that flowing to your major organs. And then it kind of resonated and made me think, you know what, if I have to go to the dentist every three months or six months to avoid this, then I should put things in place in regards to stopping this and then stopping that. And then that's when it kind of like... Um, kind of like um, I don't want to say resume because I've said that like three four times but um, <laughs> I took a bit more stock yeah I think do you know
0: what we're just we're creatures of yeah. habit yeah and that stems from generation above to generation above yeah like my grandma i sorry it's getting a bit personal now but <clears throat> my grandma and my granddad are originally from Jamaica Jamaicans you eat certain foods, I can sort fish, grandma yeah, yeah, makes patties and that. Yeah. My mum makes patties, I eat patties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. are creatures of habit. And I think I think you do get you will get the small percentage of people who with a research who've changed their diet so when they get to a certain age they're like actually like and I wonder what it is that makes people change. Is it someone dying or falling ill from certain disease which could have been caused because of their diet and that makes do you know what I'm saying their next generation change. But do you know it's yeah. the you. But more, I was more
2: saying about... Because, as you know, we're, we're, we we follow an American culture quite, yeah. quite a lot, whether it's in fashion or in terms of what we eat. So, like, all the burger joints and everything, they come from America originally. Mm-hmm. And, like, the coffee shops, that's now booming over here. That's mm-hmm. an American thing. So my point was, are we going to wait for America to start changing? Or have we started following their case in terms of... I they're would. eating diets they because they're, they're kind of obviously, this is an American person that's written the book as well. Mm-hmm. They're getting very much into plant based and veggies. You know what I mean? The tide's turning over there. So, are we then doing the same on the back of that? Or sh- that's what I'm saying. Do you think we should be waiting, or are we doing it already?
0: Uh, as a, as a as a whole? Yeah, I mean... As I'm a trying whole. to think. Do I see advertisements on TV promoting a healthier... Uh, you're not going to see that. I can tell you that now. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at.
1: <laughs> but you're not going to see that here and I don't think you're going to see it there. But I think... I don't want to say there's an undercurrent. I think you'll see yeah. it more in America. No, 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 I believe there is a culture. Because like, there's yeah. a lot of personal trainers and with with, with, like with exercise and like diet, it's LA is very... Well, it's prevalent.
0: Yeah. I think you're, you're just about to touch on something. Undercurrent. <clears throat> if you go on certain like social media platform, people you know, there's a lot of people who are now following this kind of healthy living or healthy eating mm, or plant-based yeah. the diet. There's people that um, I went to school with that I'll see now and again, and whether they're doing this personal fitness thing or they're yeah. getting trained, they're very much, you know, you shouldn't eat this type of salmon and you should, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are becoming a lot more knowledgeable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Even, um, even the other day, my mother, for the first time ever, so she's used to making rice and people whatever. She yeah. made brown rice to okay. go with like, obviously still eating like chicken that. But yeah. she made brown rice. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Where's that come from? She just tried the thing, is not it? Yeah. I yeah. think yeah, so. It even the older generation becoming aware. So I think it is the tide is changing. But in terms of the whole scale thing, you're still gonna see your Burger King adverts on the TV. Not yeah, that's not it. gonna change yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, still. but yeah, I think we're on the right right path right direction.
2: Uh, moving on slightly. On page 21, it mentions the extraordinarily low rates of heart disease in rural China and Africa, and, 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 Africa, sorry, and have been attri- attributed to the extraordinarily low cholesterol levels among these populations. They are both centred on plant-derived foods such as grains and veg. So, given the choice, what foods would you prefer a plate of grains and veg, or herbs and sp- spices and meat, and why?
1: Um... At this moment in time, mm. pff, boy, I was I was in too, I was gonna say greens, alright? And then I've had trouble recently because for the past say six months, I've not had any meat, any fish, or any chicken, or that type of stuff. Yeah. Um and I've kind of moved a little bit away from well, I've always moved away from the dairy. I've done that for about a good year, stroke two years as such. Yeah. Um but sometimes yeah, I know the M&Ms have got dairy in it. What I'm saying anyway is, I've tried to stay away. I've been eating cheese recently as well, but these are things that I know I'm going to cut out. So mm. I'm very aware of the options that I now have available. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'm on social media and I may see a lovely, lovely... I don't even want to say what type of meat it may be because it may tempt me. And I'm and I'm staring at it for a good couple of minutes. I'm not even lying. I'm staring at it for a good couple of minutes. Okay, and I'll scroll and say, this is a devil acting up boy. And I will scroll away kind of thing. So... Um, I personally see myself actually moving definitely to becoming well certainly vegetarian because that I would say I am now but I yeah. can definitely see me moving vegan and I can almost potentially see me going the whole nine yards honestly yeah. um, whether that will happen or not obviously we'll wait to, wait to see but um, yes but at this moment time, I'm going to say I prefer a plate full of um, greens I mean I've been very very surprised with some of the stuff that I've ate and thought Jesus Christ this is delicious yeah. had I known of this before mm-hmm. yeah. and had I had I known or if I knew how to make this type of stuff mm. then I would I would easily have the, have the um, I would easily choose this option a little bit more you know what that's another thing people don't know how yeah so that's also another problem. I know you mentioned before programming, routine and stuff like that. Yeah, but no, yeah, great, they're, yeah, they're my thoughts anyway.
0: Okay, what about you, mate? I plead the flexitarian. <laughs> <laughs> well, i dropped that. I plead mean, the flexitarian. Alright, so I don't really, I eat a lot of white meat. Yeah. Maybe chicken. <laughs> um, and I love seafood. I don't actually eat red meat when I'm at home. Mm. I'll eat it, but I do, if I go out to like a restaurant or something like that, I am like, alright, so I went to a Peruvian restaurant the other day. Yeah. And they had like certain types of like red meats on the diet and obviously you're in a spot you're gonna try the type of dish yeah Mm. this is typical um ceviche whatever they call it Mm. so all right cool i'll go for it but at home i won't pick up a steak from the supermarket or anything like that i haven't eaten pork for years so red meat anyway is kind of out the door but i do eat chicken i do eat seafood so i plead the flexitarian i'm not gonna stand there in front so in terms of what would i prefer I'll I'll take all I'll take all of both of those options. So you gave me an option of meat and something and like yeah. grains and kind of so stuff grains and, uh, and veg yeah. or or
2: um, herbs with spices and meat and meat. Yeah, I I, I I'm in between the two. Yeah, well, I know you don't
0: eat you, you don't eat meat. You don't, I meat.
2: don't really yeah. eat. I'm not gonna say I completely cut it out right. because the other day I had a craving for some meat and I had it and I didn't feel guilty about it because. I haven't put that myself in a box to say well i can't eat meat now i'm never gonna eat meat like i'm aware of especially reading the book of what it can do but mm-hmm. i don't eat it every day i don't eat it every week um my fish content like i eat a lot of fish more time now because they, as i said when i've done that eat no meat that included fish as well during mm-hmm. that first month so i literally was eating as a vegetarian not a vegan a vegetarian because i was still haven't dairy So now, yeah, I'll probably be in the middle. To be honest with you, Uh, as a flexitarian, so to speak.
0: When you had that meat dish the other day, did you notice that? Did did you feel bloke? Did you feel a certain way after eating it at all?
2: Um, I know I won't be eating it again. Wow! uh, No, not even (laughs) that. No, no, I wasn't even like it wasn't cooked. No, it was fine. Mm. Cooked fine. Um, I just it's like I've had my fill. I'm good now. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Go this on. might
0: sound a bit personal. How was your stool? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? My stools actually since giving up meat, they've been they've been good, you know? What about after the meat this After the, the meat, dips? I didn't really make That's that. That's in your body. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> clock it like that, so I can't say it was a, a major difference, but I can definitely tell you since not eating as much meat, um, I was having a bit of problems with my stomach. Um, they've now been alleviated um not fully, I'm not gonna say I'm totally fine, but in terms of like little things like bloating, mm. I'm not in bloating as much as I was before. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's definitely beneficial. I can hands on heart say me dropping because I was a meathead as well, do you know what I mean? I used to eat meat with everything. Like I used to have steak and eggs after gin for breakfast, you know oh. what I mean. Like that's <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? No but <laughs> no, nah, but when you're getting gym, that's a, that is a gym meal. You know what I mean? That's standard in the gym world. <laughs> steak and eggs,
0: like you know what I'm saying. Um, do you know what? one thing? When I do, I'm, I, I might have mentioned this before, maybe not on this on air, but one thing I'm really fussy about is if I have a steak and the, and the quality of the meat. Actually, I've yeah. mentioned it on air before. Yeah. And one thing, if I'm eating a steak, I remember I went for a Christmas meal uh, no, after Christmas with some friends for a catch up, yeah. and we got like um, steaks and stuff. Mm. I was eating a steak, and it was so tough and chewy, I thought, am I really giving this to my body? My, <laughs> so my teeth, there's a my teeth compared to my poor organs inside. I'm chewing it down to, to a manageable point where it can digest through my th- my esophagus. Yeah. That's all I'm doing with my teeth, and I'm struggling. So I'm expecting my body to try and, you know, tear this tissue, <laughs> you know, and take give out... Give it to the rest of your body. Take out, in a bit of comments, the good stuff, and then <laughs> subside the, the bad stuff. Yeah. I felt, I felt so, I so, thought, Do you know what? Is, it, is this worth it in the long run? <laughs> By the time this comes up my system, it would have started to um, rot and all yeah. sorts. My poor... Old, uh, and I thought, nah, that's one thing with steak. Cause I, I know with like red meat especially, mm. it's a lot longer to pass through your system. Yeah. If, that, if you're eating something tough like that, you're, that thing they going to start rotting up your body. Yeah, that's
2: why you got to have that more or less blue. Because it's not so tough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, I, I'll stay away from that for now, to, to be honest with you. Uh, moving on slightly I, I don't know if you guys saw it but uh, in the book there's little snippets of like side sideline issues not issues but um, for example page 22 is fish oil just snake oil so it's talking about supplements ok Um, I'm not going to go into that because you should have read it <laughs> we have <laughs> I was going to ask you have you taken a supplement that is the in thing <coughs> You know like we get different different uh like of most recently I guess coconut oil is like the new, water, newest yeah. thing the newest thing. Before that it was something else and before that it was something else. I'm trying to think. Uh you vera soy no vera aloe vera. Mm-hmm. I think that was at one point the boom and I forget. So has have there been any supplements that you've had that was the in thing. Yeah, yeah. Was it uh,
0: back in the cod liver tablets or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. I've been to, been to them uh, health stores. Uh, yeah. not holding We call that one on the green sign. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, all that yeah, well yeah, I've done all that, and it's just uh, each to their own. Obviously. Yeah. I'm sure there's some benefits. Um, but <laughs> I, someone said to me, you know, those are just placebos, and I was like. I
1: remember there was one time you were taking something and he's like, "It he really does yeah, help. Yeah, was, there was,
0: was spiraling
1: in the That was it. He was like, no, it really does help. <laughs> I, mean,
0: it was, I remember I took two one week before football and I played like I was Ronaldo. Believe <laughs> 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 no, no, it. No. Sorry, guys, something just happened in the studio that was really funny. Um, yeah, so, but to me... And you know what, I th- you might touch on this later, but the book goes on to mention that, do you know, sorry to all you pill poppers out there, but the book goes on to mention later on that actually, a lot of this, you're not going to get the nutrients as if you kind of had the raw product. So I'm going to stop with these tablets anyway, and these pills, because I don't really feel any different if I'm being honest. What about you, Pete?
1: Sorry, I was going to touch on something you mentioned about, um, in regards to tablets when you said that. Mm. So the, the question was... Um, have you taken a supplement that oh, is an cool. in thing? No. I mean it's funny, obviously the reason why I mentioned uh, Mason and um the the tablet yeah. is I'll take one and I'll like, why am I wasting my time? I like, I don't go searching for um Yeah, I'm not really the one of those individuals. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know, Maybe because yeah, I just don't go searching for the in thing. So I might have it once and then I'll never ever repeat repeat going to buy that tablet or what have you again. Yeah. It'd be case of me trying to um, include something that has that nutrient in my diet if that makes any sense. So, yeah, yeah, not yeah, long yeah. ago, I was a big smoothie head. Then yeah. no, no, i, I, I smoothie head <laughs> for like two years on the job. I was a cool, some- dude <laughs> smoothie, <laughs> smoothie head, <laughs> man.
2: I'm <laughs> a smoothie <laughs> head. <man. laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you got me there right, cool. But over the past say two, three months I just haven't had one. Not because I'm I'm not having any more, I just haven't really gone out to really go grab this and, and the third. Yeah. Um there's something I was gonna say. Yeah, like in regards to like tablets and that, I know also we're talking about heart disease. I know there was a tablet that they mentioned called I think it was Lipital. I don't know if anyone took yeah, took it, it down as such, it, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm. So I mean on the sub on the on the topic of like drugs and stuff like that, they were saying that it was probably well, let me see, what did they say? It was the <laughs> um, the, cholesterol, the cholesterol low lowering drug has become the best-selling drug of all time. And obviously, I don't know if this is, was tongue-in-cheek, but calls to add um, Lipitor to the water supply like fluoride. <laughs> that kind of threw me off, because people forget fluoride and all yeah. that is in your tap water and all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. That's madness in itself anyway, all right? Mm. But, I mean, the fact that whether it was tongue-in-cheek or not, to add that to, obviously, the water supply to kind of, like, maybe bring down people's cholesterol and stuff like that, I thought that was crazy in, in itself.
2: Yeah. Um, Boy, they put, they put a lot of things in into our foods and drinks that we don't know. Yeah, yep, we're yep, gonna yep, find yep. out about a bit
0: more in the book, of course. Guys, we're reading How Not to Die by Michael Greger and Gene Stone. It's fully booked, the podcast season two. Um, stay tuned in. We're, we're currently going through part one of the book.
2: Um, on page 20, 24, I believe it is. Yes. It mentions the three boosters of bad cholesterol, the number one risk factor for number one for the number one killer being heart disease, all stem from eating animal products and processed junk. This likely explains why pop- populations living on traditional diets revolving around whole f- whole plant foods have largely remained free from the epidemic of heart disease. <coughs> on another page, moving on, it mentions that heart disease is reversible, and I think that's a, a good mention for anyone mm. that's be in that predicament now do you know what I mean so yeah. it gives them some kind of light at the end of the tunnel Um, how yeah it goes on to talk about um, eating plant food plant based food basically whole grain it, gives, it goes into a m- lot more detail what's more beneficial for anyone that's maybe suffering from heart disease but I, I, me personally I didn't want to dwell into every single food the type because there is quite a lot to go through so if it is something that you would you find personal to you, it would be a good suggestion to go to over the book and read through that. I took
1: one little note on that, I think it said, mm. uh, medicine doesn't treat the underlying cause, which I thought was very interesting. Um, the cause is food, etc. we consume. The body heals itself. Um, so, well, i let that sink in. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, nice <laughs> <I'm> please. <complete. laughs> Did you know a single fast food meal, sausage and egg muffin were used in the original study can stiffen your arteries within hours, cutting in half their ability to relax normally. If you didn't know that, now you know. Mm -hmm. Certain foods, such as meats, appear to harbour bacteria that can trigger inflammation. This is on page 28, by the way. Can trigger inflammation, dead or alive. Even when the food is fully cooked, endotoxins are not destroyed by cooking temperatures. Stomach acid or digestive enzymes. So after a meal of animal products, these endotoxins may end up in your in your intestines. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on again because a few of these chapters, they it's almost done in the exact same format. Mm-hmm. So as I was reading through it, I felt like this this could be almost put into pamphlets. So if you was had someone in your family struggling from lung disease or heart disease you can just pick up this particular pamphlet and it's set out in the exact same way. So I'm not going to dwell into every single form form of each each one because the next part I was going to mention is following the money. But I think there's a bit more significance in other chapters. So we'll get into that the in a cool bit. One, yeah. So moving on to chapter two, <laughs> how not to die from lung diseases. On page 35, America's number two killer lung disease claims the lives of about 300,000 people per year. And like number one is is preventable, lung disease can come in many forms but the three types that kill most people are lung lung cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and asthma. Lung cancer is our number one cancer killer. (laughs) Most of the 160,000 lung cancer deaths every year are the direct results of smoking, however a healthy diet may help mitigate the DNA. Damaging the effects of tobacco smoke, as well as perhaps helping prevent lung cancer from spreading. Now, asthma, which claims 3,000 lives each year, is one of the most common chronic diseases among children, yet, it may be largely preventable with a healthier diet. Research suggests a few extra daily servings of fruit and veg can reduce both the numbers of cases of asthma during childhood and the number of asthma attacks among people with the disease. Does anyone anyone here have asthma by any chance?
1: No, but um, I've always found that interesting. The reason why I say that, um, obviously in obviously reading the book, my brother had my brother had <laughs> eczema, like What's really that? bad. And new. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, really bad eczema, and he had yeah. asthma, and then obviously that's that's no more. Yeah, there's no eczema. Doesn't need to put any cream on. It's about like, many many moons. Yeah. Off, I thought it was a smiley face. It was a joke coming. Oh, there is. You know him too well. All right. So doesn't they're not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? Um, I, I don't know. But I mean, I'm assuming that must have come from diet and stuff like that. Yeah. The things that he was eating. That was was. Can you think of anything specific? specific? Yeah. Unfortunately, no. I can't really think of anything specific. Um, no, 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 no. So I can't think of anything specific. But I mean has no 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 um no problems with asthma never had never seen him have to use his asthma pump. Yeah. and in regards to asthma he's like he's had no issue with skin either like clear. he has no like no okay. whatsoever so it kind of like makes me believe not believe but think that yeah maybe down to diet mm. you can actually remove or improve your health yeah,
2: yeah. i mean that's, that's what it's going with uh moving on to lung cancer. On page 36, those warning labels and cigarette packs are everywhere now, but for a long time, the link between smoke and the lung cancer was suppressed by powerful interest groups. As much as the relationship between certain foods and other killer, leading killers is suppressed today. Um, on, on page 37, it talks about loading up on bro- broccoli and the benefits of eating broccoli can help with such things to, as lung cancer. And it said compared to broccoli... So compared to broccoli avoiding smokers the broccoli eating smokers suffered 41% fewer DNA mutations in their bloodstream over 10 days so if you do smoke and have lung cancer get your
0: broccoli on mm. basically mm. I'm on a broccoli diet
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, carcinogens the, blo- the blocking effects of turmeric I didn't go into that but again spices are very important and yeah. they have very a lot of healthy uh
0: benefits benefits definitely i think turmeric i remember reading this actually i think turmeric has some kind of ingredient in it which uh, what does it do there's something in turmeric and there was another one as well, well I've yeah i've got one down i've mm-hmm. noticed something down
2: the indian spice turmeric which gives curry powder its characteristic golden color may also help prevent some of the DNA damage caused by smoking. Okay. I mentioned in smoking the dietary secondhand smoke. Through the majority of the lung cancer, though the majority of lung cancer attributed to smoking, approximately a quarter of all cases occur in people who have never smoked. Although some of these cases are due to secondhand smoke, although contributing cause may be another potentially carso- carcinogenic plume fumes from frying, I think we spoke about that briefly as well mm-hmm. if you do fry at home good ventilation is in the kitchen may reduce lung cancer risk and a study in women a study in women of women in China found that smokers who stir fried meat every day had nearly three times the odds of lung cancer compared to smokers who stir fried foods other than meat on a daily basis the image of someone stir fried foods with a cigarette there
0: <laughs> 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 hold on, on
2: uh, the researchers discovered that not only was ingestion of grilled meat in the third trimester associated with smaller birth weights, mothers merely exposed to the fumes tend to give <coughs> birth to babies with a birth weight deficit now air pollution if there's as I said I'm just gonna be throwing up uh, general facts at this point because I don't really have anything specific to ask so if there's anything that you guys takes uh, warrant to if you want to chime in please do air pollution studies suggest prenatal exposure to polycylic arom- ar- aromatic hydrocarbons may then translate into adverse effects of children's future cognitive development as manifet- manifested by a significantly lower IQ on page 32 it mentions although all meat may release potentially carcinogenic fumes processed meat like bacon may be the worst AUC Davis study found that bacon fumes can cause about four times more DNA mutations than the fumes from beef burgers fried at similar temperatures if you do not need to be around frying bacon or eggs it should be barbecued studies show that the number of particles deposited in the lungs increased by a factor of 10 when frying inside versus outside uh, did you guys read anything about the, the chronic obstructive preliminary disease um. it's a condition that makes it difficult to breathe, basically. If you didn't, then it's fine. We'll just kind of move on. But I think that was
1: <coughs> a bit of a significant uh, condition. No? Oh, no. I was, No, I, I, no, I, can't actually recall it, but I mean... Yeah. No, no. Well, no, well I was going to say, it doesn't really surprise me that the frying of meats um did increase any possibility of, whereas asthma or any type of lung disease, in that, obviously, the things that are... There, I say, in those animals, um, as such, and then the fact that we're frying them as well, I think, and then inhaling—I yeah. don't want to call them those fumes—but inhaling those fumes, it doesn't surprise me if it kind of leads to any type of like asthmatic or any type of lung disease. Cool.
2: Food of animal origin have been associated with increased asthma risk. A study of more than a hundred thousand adults in India found that those who consume meat daily or even occasionally were significantly more likely to suffer from asthma than those who excluded meat and eggs from their diets. The, mechan- the mechanism by which diet affects airway information may lie in with the thin coating of fluid that forms the interface between your respiratory tract lining and the outside air using the antioxidants obtained from the fruits and vegetable- vegetables you eat the fluid acts as your first line of defence against free radicals that contribute to asthmatic hypersensitivity, contraction and mucus production. So if asthmatics eat less fruit and veg, does their lung fun- function decline? Now, that's a question that was posed in the book, so I wasn't expecting you guys... <laughs>
0: Man <didn't
2: go> <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask that. But it does, if, if you was thinking... Uh, in regards to asthma it does conclude that researchers from Australia tried to remove fruit and, jed- fruit and veg from asthma patients' diets to see what would happen mm-hmm. and within two weeks, asthma symptoms grew significantly worse and in reverse, this simple act of adding a few more fruits and veg to their daily diet ended up successfully cutting the study subjects exuberation rate in half that's the, par- that's the power of eating healthily
1: Noted <laughs> I mean I was surprised really Because I think um I think in reading this book Well in reading the book I know it talks about Fruit and veggies Having obviously a lot of antioxidants And anti inflammatory So I'm not surprised I mean That eating fruit and veg Naturally would improve Your health Whether it's to your lungs To your heart Or what have you So I mean I can see that You know what I mean mm.